Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So, whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Hey designers, have I got a treat for you today. Joshua Stamper, who is an assistant principal in North Texas and also host of the Aspire Leadership Development Podcast, is joining us. Josh and I had such a great conversation full of stories and connections that I'm sharing over the next two episodes. In this episode, we'll talk to Josh about how his passion projects fuel his life as an educator, the work he does as the director of the podcast network for the Teach Better team, and his new upcoming book. In our next episode, we get to learn about Josh's family and how trauma-informed practices have shaped his parenting and how it influences how he approaches discipline at school. We get to learn how to leave traditional discipline practices in the dust and how to embrace restorative practices. Now, let's talk to Josh. Well, Josh, I am so excited that you are here at the Design Lessons podcast that we get to talk to each other. I've been looking forward to this conversation um, for a while, Um, but I was wondering if you could introduce yourself. Oh, I'd be happy to. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Michelle. It's a true honor. So my name is Joshua Stamper. I'm an assistant principal in a middle school in the North Texas area. I'm also the creator and host of the Aspire podcast. And then I'm also on the Teach Better team as the podcast network manager, which we both get to be on. Yes, that is exciting. I love that group. It's a a wonderful group of podcasts. Um, So people should definitely check that out for sure. Um, We've been talking a lot this season on the podcast about passion projects. Um, And I know I have been listening to you. And one of the things that you said that I totally agree with, so it got me so excited, was this idea that, you know, that people, I always say this, everyone should have a passion project because it allows you to create. Um, so you have several different passion projects. I thought we'd start off talking a little bit about um, your Aspire Leadership podcast and also like kind of what led you to that? Like what led you to kind of start that journey? Sure. That's a great question. So when I was a assistant principal in my last district, we had the opportunity as admin to build a aspiring leadership group. And so it was myself and five other assistant principals who were tasked with building a program that someday would then be adopted by the district leaders. And Mm -hmm. it was an aspiring program where the campus principal got to select one to three people and we would then take them off the campus for about six sessions, full days, and give them experiences beyond their own classroom. And so we didn't want to tailor it specifically to admin. We wanted to kind of broaden the horizons because as you know, in a district, there are a lot of admin positions or um, higher level positions. And a lot of times teachers didn't even know that those positions existed. And so we did that for a couple of years and were extremely successful. We saw a lot of people move up and not just into admin, but in counseling roles, ESL directors and so forth, right? Instructional coaches and loved, loved the program. I just it just gave me a lot of joy um, 
each and every time we got together with them. And um, it felt like I was kind of filling my cup with each session. So after two years, the district said, you guys did a wonderful job. And they took the program on themselves. And so I was kind of there longing for something with aspiring leaders. And so I kind of did a side program with a principal's association within the district. And I didn't really advertise it, but I did it for two years in a row where it was just one night, one session. And it had kind of a similar feel where young aspiring administrators got to come and they got to listen to a panel and they got to do some role playing and some various different activities. And there was always such a huge one attendance. We had typically about 125 people show up like on a Thursday night. They're not getting fed. <laughs> it's dinner time. And they still were obviously wanting more information. And after doing that for a couple of years, I realized that if I have 125 within my district, what does that look like in the DFW area? What does that look like in the state of Texas? And then I just kind of continued to broaden that and realized that there's probably a lot of folks that are on campuses that may not have someone to mentor them or give them any guidance as to how to become a leader on their campus or at the district level. And so through that, at that same time, I, I have a good friend, Todd Nisloni, who um, run, well, he was running the podcast for Kids Deserve It. And I was visiting his campus trying to get some understanding of, you know, what's going on um, as a school leader. But then when I came to the campus, he was actually running the Kids Deserve It podcast um, with Adam Welcome. And so I kind of snuck in and <laughs> sat down in the back and just observed the process. And Todd's amazing. He makes everything look easy. But at the end, I just started peppering him with questions. And he really just kind of outlined how that process was. I typically was on podcasts to listen for like sports. As you can see behind me, I've got a lot of sports memorabilia and I'm a huge fan. And I didn't realize that there was a whole world of educational podcasts out there. And so with some, you know, talking with multiple friends and colleagues kind of landed on Aspire. And that's really just because it's for Aspiring Leaders. And um, again, I, I was longing to do something to create. And as a side piece, like as an administrator, I was actually really getting burnt out and I didn't really have much that was filling me. I felt like at the time I was kind of going through the day monotonous and um, the, the Aspire podcast really uplifted me. I, I, I'm guessing you're the same way as like with each episode, I felt like it was exercise for my mind. Like I would begrudgingly, you know, cause I'm tired after a day, I'm begrudgingly coming, coming into a podcast. And then by the time I'm done, I'm just like so amped and so excited based on the conversation that I just had and all the information and wisdom that I got to learn as a podcaster, which then catapulted me into the next day, just with so much energy and passion. And although I was hoping to help other people, it was also for myself that I was getting that inspiration um, each episode. And I felt like my mind was being exercised in a very good and healthy way. I love that analogy. This, you know, this idea of like your, your mind, I always think of it as being like a creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm. um, I get to meet lots of different people. Um, and as you said, like it's an exercise, it's a way of doing kind of an inquiry, mm -hmm. um, trying to figure things out. You were talking about when you started your podcast, how you, 
uh, you kind of were asking that question of how can I reach more aspiring leaders? You know, this worked in my microcosm of my district. How can I make it work for, as you said, first your district and the surrounding counties and um, Texas and then, of course, the world, right? Yeah. So I love what you're saying about that. And, that, and my, what I always think of, and you were talking about, you know, burnout. And I think, I feel like a creative project, whether it be a podcast um, or anything really, yep. um, I think the antidote to burnout and the antidote to stress is um, targeting an even higher purpose. So, I mean, we all as educators have this uh, purpose of educating and supporting and growing and developing young people. Um, and that is, a, a you know, obviously a, a very honorable purpose. But I think that for a passion project, just like you were saying, the antidote to burnout and stress is also having the sort of even higher purpose that you're trying to um, reach. And it seems like for you that that is very much focused on supporting aspiring leaders yeah. and reaching them. And I think to people, when they think about mental health and burnout, typically transition their thought process to something that may require rest. <laughs> and when you talk about creating that, that can be seen as, well, why would I do that? Because that's just one more thing I have to add to my plate. And for me, when I'm working on the podcast or I'm speaking or doing something else that's above and beyond, like you said, to serve educators, I honestly, I don't feel like it's additional work. It's, it's fun. And it's, and like you said, it's, it's a higher calling, if you will, um, where you feel like you're able to, to serve in a, in a greater, and for me, creating is fun. So in a fun way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that creativity piece. I think that there's, there's something about, um, I don't know if you get this feeling, but I, I do, I get this feeling of, it's like that aha moment all the time, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, Oh, I made that or, Oh, I got to talk to that person or, Oh, I've got this question. Let me explore it a little further um, and see what I figure out. Yeah. And then I used to be an art teacher before that I was a graphic designer. So mm -hmm. that's the other piece I get to geek out on is the design elements of like my website and the, you know, the advertisements for the, each podcast. So it gives me another additional outlet or creative outlet for that mm. piece that I typically wouldn't have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And your, your graphics look great. <laughs> <laughs> you can make that a whole nother <laughs> thing that you do. That sure. is another thing that I do. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of fun, you know, creating the logos and you know, all of the different aspects that, that go along with the podcast that that's been a lot of fun. Um, something I didn't think about in the, in, the beginning stages, but as I've been going through it, um, this, like I said, it's just another creative outlet that I wouldn't have in a, as being an assistant principal in a middle school. Mm -hmm. So, um, you have other, well, let's talk a little actually a bit about the teach better network. We're yeah. both, you are the director of the teach better podcast network. Yes. Um, how did you start your journey with teach better? And then also like, um, what has it been like, you know, sort of creating that network? Yeah, so that's a great question because it kind of happened organically, to be honest. I met Jeff Gargis, who's the COO of Teach Better through a podcaster's boxer group. So Tim Cavey, he's another podcaster up in Canada. He built a boxer group, just kind of a support system for other podcasters. A lot of us, me and Tim Cavey actually started podcasting around the same time. Um, I just hit my three-year anniversary a couple weeks ago. And so... Me and him got this 
Voxer group kind of together. We were inviting different people and um, Jeff Gargos was part of that. And then Teach Better had their first conference a couple years ago. And so Jeff threw it out in the Voxer group, like, hey, anyone that wants to come out to Ohio and speak, um, you know, submit an application for that. And I did, and I got accepted. And then through that, he also, Teach Better was building kind of like a podcaster's row in the conference and asked if I wanted to participate in that. So flew to Ohio, was on podcaster's row, interviewed like 25 people while I was there. In addition, I got to speak on trauma-informed practices and restorative practices and got to really meet the team and, and I don't know, connect with them probably at a greater level because it was in person. And I knew all of them through social media and, and I knew about the team, but I didn't know them as people. And they did such a phenomenal job at that conference of really finding ways beyond just the sessions to get people to meet each other and connect on a deeper level. And it was probably, honestly, it was the best conference that I've ever been a part of. And wow. it was a real tight knit group that was there by the end of it. And from that point on, we just continued to find ways to, to collaborate. And so myself and Jeff Gargas have been doing the Aspire Mailbag um, for a while now. Um, after that conference, me and him would ask for leadership questions from the listeners and bring that to the show. And then me and him would answer questions to, to try and help out um, anyone, you know, any aspiring leader. And so because of that relationship and more connections I became, uh, I got to be on their speakers network. And then, yeah, that relationship continued to grow until finally um, Jeff brought it up that, hey, we were thinking about um, constructing a podcast ne network. Would you be interested in having Aspire be on it? And I, I asked him who was running it. And he was like, well, I don't know yet. And I was like, I want to run it. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want to do that. That was something that I had dreamt of. And there were a couple of um, other companies that I proposed it to, and they just weren't in that space. They were ready to do that yet. Yeah. But Jeff was there, Jeff Ray and, and Chad were all open to me being, you know, kind of the constructive constructor, if you will, of, of that. And so we've been trying to build that since August and we've got 25 podcasts on. So in a short period of time, we've really grown and had phenomenal podcasters like yourself be on the team now. And I'm just super excited about where that's going to go. It is nice because it does feel like a team. Um, and I think that that's, I think that's part of the ethos of Teach Brother. That's yeah. about family and about making connections and, and everyone growing. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a, a, a great message, actually. So we're gonna we're moving on to that segment <laughs> where we make rec recommendations. Um, we kind of have three pillars that we focus in on. We focus in on mindset and relationships, which we've talked a lot about today, um, real world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking. So um, my first question for you is actually like, what educators do you admire that embody either one or even all of those characteristics? Oh, I have such a long list. Um, well, one or two. <laughs> I would say Todd Nusloni, um, who I already talked about, but he's an amazing educator. Um, he was a former principal. He works for TEPSA now, which is the Texas Elementary Principals Association. But he's still doing amazing work, and he's got, I think, four books out. Um, he still does a podcast, um, Tell Your Story is his podcast now. And mm -hmm. he just does – everything that he does is just amazing. Um I'm honored to call him my friend, but if you are not following Todd Nisloni, you need to do so. Um, Sarah Johnson is another amazing educator. Um, she was a, she's a former principal also, and she's an author. 
Um, Balance Like a Pirate is one that she co-authored. Um, Leading with Faith is another book that she wrote. And I have the honor to, to record with her every month for um, what's called Aspire to Rise. And so we um, get to talk to an aspiring leader and kind of help them through and coach them um, with each session. So she is a wealth of wisdom and resources. So um, she's got her own podcast also. So check her out, Sarah uh, Johnson. And then Evan Robb is the last one I'll give you. And Evan Robb is a principal out in Virginia. And he's got several books out also. Um, but I would say that those three are encompassing. Rob is, I, I consider him, Evan is like a mentor for me. And anytime I have any issues or anything, I, I use him as a sounding board. And yeah, he is just an amazing man. Wonderful. It is nice to honor those people who um, sort of sometimes people mentor you. You don't even, they don't know that they're your mentors, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, you see people's work out in the world and um, it's impressive and it speaks to you. It resonates with you. Yeah. Uh, so what kinds of books or podcasts, videos have you been watching that you would also recommend? Ray Hewitt just did a Ted talk. I just watched that and she is amazing. So yeah. definitely check that out. Um, the Teach Fitter team just did a 12-hour live. So if you're looking for PD, um, yeah. that, I mean, that is just a, a wealth of information that was just done. Um, I got to participate in that. So I highly recommend any of that. Um, Personal and Authentic, I read that not too long ago by Thomas Murray. And he wrote that right before the pandemic. But I felt like that book really spoke during the pandemic. So um, that's just off the top of my head. Personal and authentic? Yes. What was it about? So it's it's t- just like you were talking about, relationships. Okay. Really knows, um, as a, a leader, I think obviously as we get higher up in our positions, we're, we tend to be more goal-oriented, goal and mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to the basics of really getting into, um, you know, not, not talking about an agenda, but actually being authentic and transparent within your communication. So, yeah, it's... I like it's that. definitely wealth, a wealth yeah. of information as far as a leader, but then just in education too, because I think it correlates to not only a, a educational leader, but also a teacher. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, if people want to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. what is the best way to connect with you? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. You can also go to my website, joshstamper.com, and you'll find all kinds of different things. So um, I obviously have blogs, my podcasts on there. Um, obviously, I have a newsletter, too. If you sign up for that, um, I'll be dropping my first chapter to everyone that signed yeah. up to the newsletter for my new book. book. Yes, <laughs> let's talk about your book. Tell us more about that. Well, similar to the podcast, I love amplifying other people's voices. Um that's also in the book. I've got contributing authors in there too. Each chapter, I have at least one or two other people that have have written, and and all three of those people. Um, Todd is is writing the forward um, to the book, and then both Sarah Johnson and Evan Robert in there, including my mentor Sandra Pegram. I, I should have men- mentioned her too. She's in the book, um, but it's aspire to lead. It it's very similar to the podcast in the sense that it's there for aspiring leaders, and no matter where you are in your leadership journey. Um, I really kind of outline my own experience and, and talk about a lot of failure, failures that occurred um, in that transition. Um, I like to kind of lay it all out for everybody. I, I don't hide from things that I've struggled with from a student. I struggled as a student to 
you know, struggling to find my way um, from an art teacher slash coach to um, an administrator. And so I use Aspire as an acronym to kind of help navigate and guide folks um, to make sure that they're succeeding and hopefully learn from my own mistakes to not make the same thing, you know, make, make the same decisions within their, their own journey. I love it. I love it. That sounds like it's going to be wonderful. Can I ask you a sort of a process question? So how at some point in time you decided that you had a story and a message that you wanted to share. How did you go about going from idea to I'm publishing a book? Yeah, that's a great question. So, well, one, I had to get confident in the sense that, and this probably came out during the podcast. I think we were talking before the show about you know, when you start a podcast, I don't know about you, but I was extremely nervous. I was very scripted in all of my, you know, questions. And it's almost downright painful sometimes to listen to some of my first episodes because I, I know how I was feeling in that moment. Um, my, my daughter even made mention, she's like, man, you sounded a lot different, dad, when you first started till your episodes now. And I think that was, that was a progression of getting used to hearing my own voice and hearing my story. And then also, as you go through as a podcaster, I felt like I was actually my story was resonating with other people and, and the things I was saying uh, was connecting and, and gave me confidence in that. And Todd Nassoni, I don't want, want to mention his name a million times, but he's been a huge proponent of that. I don't think I would have found my voice without his guidance um, and him giving me those opportunities. So um, as far as the process goes, once I realized I wanted to write a book, then it was more about the, the ideas that I wanted. And um, I knew I had this vision of Aspire being an acronym for a while. Um, It was just a matter of sitting down and mapping that out and how I wanted that to look. Um, And once I got into the outline of it, things kind of fell in place because I already had some, you know, restorative practices is one thing, right? I'm passionate about that. Um, Being a creator, being creative, um, similar to the passion project, right? I've, I've written about that. That's a chapter. You know, there are certain aspects um, beyond just the Aspire acronym that I really want to touch on that I felt like every administrator or leader needed to have in addition um, to what they're doing in, in their everyday life. And so, yeah, it was it, once I started, it just kind of started flowing out of me of like things that I hold true and things that if I was to sit down and mentor someone else, these are the things I would tell them um, in each session that we had. And so that was kind of my guiding thought process moving forward. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So many takeaways. I love how Josh calls his podcast exercise for his brain. How after an interview, he's just buzzing with creative energy. I also love how Josh uses his podcast and his book to amplify not only his work, but the work of others. We are all leaders, and Josh is a great example of how your passion projects uplift your work and your work uplifts your life. Until next time, designers. This is a more creative learning production hosted by Michelle Schmidt-Moore and edited by Christian Schmidt. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.
This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.